actually talk because my kids are asleep and I'm looking over to see my wife's reactions as I speak. She's smiling, so I think this is a good uh, level of loudness for this introduction to episode nine of Cheaper Than Therapy with me, Chris Kavaner. Thank you so much for tuning in. I'm enthralled with joy <laughs> anytime I know someone's listening to this because it does feel like I'm shouting into some sort of void, an internet chasm of nothingness, if you will. And it's really nice to know when people respond and tell me they like it. So thank you for that. Much appreciated. What's been up with you? What's been up with me? Well, been soldiering on at the old job and about to end my uh, round of therapy because I don't know how it works. And eventually, after 20 sessions or something, the Canadian government's like, that's enough therapy. Let them, let them loosen the world and see what happens. And I uh, finished the second draft of a short film. So I've been creating, you know, letting my essence out and seeing what to do. And I'm stoked. I'm so stoked. I've also been having some trouble negotiating my emotions between how I feel when I work a job that I make money doing and how I feel when I do things like this. And one makes me feel like love and life. And the other one makes me feel like I'm bathing in feces emotionally. Uh, and it's not the greatest feeling, let me tell you. <laughs> But at least I get to do this stuff that makes me happy. So without further ado, I think uh, that's the cue to start the interview with Kaylee Schwanier, who was so gracious and open, and we talked about a lot of cool stuff, and I'm just so goddamn happy I got to reconnect with this person on such a good level, and uh, definitely, definitely made my week to sit down with her and talk, and I, I hope it makes yours, so enjoy the convo. Here we go. All right, so I'm sitting here with Kaylee Schwanier, Montreal-based. Did I say that <laughs> yeah, right? you did. Jesus, you're laughing at me. That's <laughs> no, okay. It's because people always have hesitation on it. Wanda. Exactly. No, that's not, that's not how we'd say that name. Okay, Kaylee Schwanier, who is a Montreal-based actress, uh, I guess I could say costume designer. I do that too. Uh, <laughs> and... Uh, <laughs> And all around dope ass human being. Uh, we met uh, doing a play years ago. Years. When I was still a raging alcoholic asshole, which yeah, is crazy. <laughs> now we are in your apartment, which is beautiful. Thank There's you. a little pillow with a squirrel on it. It's fucking dope. <laughs> and uh, you've been so gracious to guest on my podcast. And I'm just so happy that you're here and I'm talking super to me happy today. To do it. I'm stoked as fuck, boy. Great. Okay, I guess the last time I interviewed somebody, I just yeah. like went straight into it and cool. was like, okay, this is what we're talking about now. Okay. Uh, I don't know if that's the best technique, but uh, at least it's a technique. <laughs> <laughs> okay, I'm ready for it. So you had mentioned to me that when when I saw you at an audition, yeah. you mentioned best to me. Best place to talk about Yeah, exactly. Kind of yeah, let's all talk about how crazy we are in front of the people who like control our careers. Yeah. You told me that you were into like this type of therapy that uh, is very physical. You have like a lot of breakthroughs with it because yeah, it's so somatic physical. experiencing therapy. Okay. Yeah, and um, that is done in an office or a dance studio because I know that sounds like the dumbest no, thing. No, not at all. Right now, but because I looked it up and I was like, okay, so. 
you're going through and you're trying to you're taking all your dysregulatories and then you're you're making them a regulatory thing. Am I saying it I right? I mean, I I don't know. I just pay someone to do it to me. Okay. <laughs> fantastic yeah no so it's, it's much more uh like massage or acupressure so i wow. used to do acupressure and that's done in an office so you have a discussion before and then it would be like acupuncture but instead they're just holding pressure points so it's actually so you're not being penetrated by a, <laughs> no. a professional with knives <laughs> no exactly that's or yeah needles. that's needles, uh, needles. oh yeah, <laughs> not yeah. wait could, wait wait the acupuncture i had <laughs> Was a little bit deeper and more sadistic. Okay. No. Um, so that I liked, but I thought it was a little bit surface. This is specifically for dealing with um, more like bodily trauma or PTSD or uh-huh. I mean, it can work for a lot of different things. Uh-huh. Um, so it's done in what looks like a, a big massage studio, but there's also like a little more traditional therapy space I as well. I fucking knew it. Yeah. Because you explained this to me yeah. and in my head I'm like, my therapist's office is about as big as this uh, living room. Yeah. And I'm like, if I were to go to therapy and this person would be like moving my body around yeah. to see where my tension is and stuff like that, yeah, I'd be hitting the walls and shit. So that's why I was like, <laughs> is this a dance studio? So no. it's a big ass office. So it's an office that's about the size of my living room, my kitchen, and then the massage table would be there. <sighs> and then here we would chat. And so, and then it's all done on a massage table. I'm not like running around and doing stuff. Yeah, yeah, like no, no, no. The, the, like it's in, it's in between my energy. idea of this <laughs> yeah. dance studio where you're okay, releve, and now do a week. Yeah, I think that's more yeah. like drama therapy. Okay. When you're using that, okay. Because people do like improv-based drama therapy, and yeah, I've seen that on yeah. like it's always sunny, but I've seen it. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> okay, and you have been doing this for how long? I've been doing it since. April or be- a bit before then, I was on a waiting list for a couple of months, so I tried okay. to do it for a while. So um, this is like a popular form of therapy that like uh, is sort of like people who want to heal like yeah. do seek this out and yeah. Like... So it is more alternative, but I find it's a lot more helpful for me because like traditional like talk therapy, yeah, I find it just gets really cerebral, and then I find myself like. Just like the actor side of me making Zoning justifications out. or oh. actually making justifications and finding objectives and all of that for the things that I'm feeling. And so it doesn't oh, necessarily so that it's not necessarily that helpful for me because uh-huh. then I'm like, did I just rationalize this because I needed it to fit into this box and this narrative very, that this I narrative think I'm exactly telling. the story that I'm oh telling my myself God. and I over intellectualize it and uh, it's yeah, also maybe because I'm a Gemini. But. <laughs> uh, no, it's funny because you said, oh, it's like an alternative therapy. I'm like, yeah. well, not for you because no. you are an alternative person. Exactly. So like, th- like... it puts you in your body. Yeah, like, that's what, so it okay, makes me, and I guess also being a performer, I find it a lot easier to access like my emotions and that kind of thing by getting into my body and getting yeah, grounded. Yeah, well, grounded, yeah. Exactly. That's so that's, that's what it is. It, it's holding different parts of the body and then you really pay attention to what you're feeling and what your body's doing and then you learn ways to self-regulate or, or regulate what it is that you're feeling because sometimes you'll talk about something because you're, you're speaking all the way through while they're holding different parts uh-huh. and their job is to notice like let's say you're speaking with your hands in a really like frenetic way when you're talking about this thing they'll be like wait what is it that you're feeling in your hands right now how is that linked to what it is that you're talking about oh my god that's and then can we release genius. that yeah, and then it, it That's moves. Good. It moves in between very like concrete, literal things that you're feeling, and then being like, if you could represent this with an animal or a color, or so it really it moves you in and out of it, so you're never just like in one headspace. 
So I find that's really helpful for me to keep me really in the moment and like wow. impulsive. And that's how I discover things more than talking about them. Yeah, no, totally. <laughs> yeah. Totally. That's so funny. Yeah. Because for me, the talking thing helps, but that's because it's the only one I've ever tried. Right. But it has helped me to like add technique mm-hmm. to my emotional hurdles. You know <laughs> yeah. what I mean? So in that case, it's good. But what you're saying is like, it, it, it could go deeper. And I yeah. think- and Talk I, therapy is super important too. And of course, like, of course. I mean, yeah, yeah. It's all good and wonderful. But, but it, okay, now, so you started this uh, somatic experiencing therapy because you were having some sort of dissociative symptom and you wanted to get it treated? Sort of. Uh, so I was dealing with acute PTSD. So oh, not yeah, chronic. Because, yeah, I was dealing with yeah. a, acute PTSD because of something that happened or a couple of things that happened and then that's how it manifested itself. And um, yeah, it was starting to affect my personal life um, yeah. and like my body and how I was, I was just feeling like really shut down and I was like, okay, I need to figure out a better way of dealing with this than just talking about it and talking about it and talking about it because yeah. as I'm talking about it, my body still feels kind of dead and like oh. guarded. And the first session we did it, she was like, what are you feeling right now in like your shins? And I was like, I, l- I don't feel my legs. Like I don't feel anything from the waist down. And she's like, well, that makes sense. <laughs> like that's wow. where we start. And so, yeah, it's sort of just about like reawakening those things. And it's in a really, really, really supportive space like she'll say things like I literally have your back right now. You are oh so my God. safe. Wow, that's supportive as fuck. Yeah, and then if something gets a little bit cuz you it's really weird, but you start to feel your energy moving through you like cuz you're so centered. It's you sort of get into like a hypnotic state and you feel your energy oh. moving through you and when something really affects you and is traumatic or you're talking about that trauma, you can feel it unregulate, right? And that would be like when you are having a panic attack or when you're having PTSD symptoms or like disassociating. So you feel that energy going all over the place and then she can feel that because you have small reactions in your body. And then it's, okay, now let's think about this positive thing and re-regulating it. And then also sitting with it for a moment if it's comfortable Uh and then letting it work its way out and then calm back down. And you leave so exhausted. Yeah, yeah, And even though you just lay on a bed, but Wow. That's so funny because I too have been diagnosed with PTSD mm-hmm. and when I looked up somatic experiencing I hope I'm saying that right because yeah, I feel like sometimes I might like think yeah. I'm saying it I'm just like way off the point <laughs> no, 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 that's it. okay think about somatic experiencing they they use that it's it's not this is what changes actually why it's not an alternative medicine because of the studies yeah. that show that it helps PTSD yeah now they don't know if it helps other things but that is something that is like doctors are starting to recognize it as yeah. something that you can be treated by yeah and when I have panic attacks I go numb yeah. My arms go Yeah, and your numb. hands, right? And the, I yeah. can't, I, I feel like I, it's fucking crazy. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, okay. I, I see where you're coming from with that. And it's yeah. fucking, what a treat. It has helped so much, too. Wow. Like, being able to access that, like, just trying to regulate your nervous system and understanding that that's what's happening because it's happened in a safe space. Uh-huh. You're sort of able to get yourself out of it. You know, in the same way how when you're starting to have a panic attack, one of the practices you can use is, okay, let me find five things I can see, five things I can touch. Five yes, things. yes, So yes. that, by the time that you have gotten through all of that, it's just thoughts, right? The yeah. panic attack is just thoughts. It's yeah. not what is happening to you in the present. It's the fear of what already happened. What an interesting uh, idea to do because yeah. 
you start to feel like you're you're focusing on this one bad thing, and yeah. that's going to set you off into a panic. Mm-hmm. But here's a technique: overload your brain with with, with, with what's with in the moment, sensible shit that you can touch and feel. Yeah, and then it's going to distract you and make you focus on something else. And that yeah, that's so interesting. Eckhart Tolle and Oprah <laughs> talk yeah. a lot about that. I was I was um, a couple of weeks ago traveling through Morocco, and there were a lot of like very long bus rides, and I listened to all of Oprah's. I don't know what the real name of the podcast is, but I always call it Super Soul Cycle. <laughs> super Soul Cycle? I think it's Oprah's Super Sundays or Soul Sundays. Anyway. We can fact check okay, that we'll later. Check I'll come in here with a, and it was really yeah. called this. <laughs> um, but she does a 10 part with Eckhart Tolle on Awakening. His Eckhart? Book. Aaron Eckhart? No, Eckhart Tolle. But yes, similar. Yes. <laughs> God, I'm like, Aaron Eckhart wrote a book? <laughs> yeah. Um, okay, I'm sorry. No, it's fine, but it's just... So, it's a 10-part... It's 10 parts about, like, becoming awakened to uh-huh. um, your consciousness, basically. Yeah. And how your consciousness is so much more than just your thoughts. Your thoughts is one small part of who you are, and having uh-huh. that awareness of that can really diminish things like anxiety and stuff, because mm-hmm. you're able to step outside of yourself a little bit and yeah. know that the thoughts are absolutely happening and valid and real but how can you be objective about it like or know that thoughts are not going to hurt you because it's ah, just a thought it's not happening to you in the moment that is such an important thing that yeah. when you're in the throes of an anxiety attack yeah. or a panic attack or uh, uh, you feel it on coming that you can't uh, conceptualize in that moment no exactly right wow Mm-hmm. Oprah's dope as fuck. She's yeah. always been sick, dude. <laughs> She's always like been on one, you know? Yeah. That's amazing. Yeah, so I mean, that's a very, very, very small blip of this whole book, which is a really, really great read. Um, uh-huh. I recommend it to anybody. <laughs> super Soul Conversation. Super Soul Conversation. I prefer Super Soul Cycle. Yeah, there, it's like there's an alliteration of sounds. <laughs> and it's and it's like Soul Cycle. Yeah, so. Soul Cycle. <laughs> is that like a Soul Train, but everybody's on a stationary bike? Exactly. That's that. a terrible no, joke. It's, it's, That's a terrible joke. Yeah, I take it, it back. Uh, no, it's <laughs> really, really expensive cycling, like static cycling classes. They make fun of it on Broad City all the time. Oh, shit. Okay. Uh, i got to get back into that show. I don't think we're supposed to use it right now because they uh, support Trump. They give money to his campaign. Broad City? No. I'm like, that's a big no. fucking disconnect with what Soul they're going cycle for. Okay. Soul anyway. cycle. Okay. No, wor- no worries. Yeah. No worries. <laughs> Uh, but it's so funny because when I would start to get into the throes of a panic attack before I started to have an inkling that there was anything wrong with me. Right, right, right. Right, Because I was like perfect in my head. Uh-huh. Uh, I would just drink. Yeah. And that would ground me. Yeah. Five things I could touch. Uh, beer bottle, beer opener, uh, the fridge, <laughs> yeah. the bottle on my lips, and uh, the beer in my yeah. mouth. That yeah. was my five things. And that would... Calm it, you down. Yeah. Plus, being drunk was a great place for me to be because I was so unhappy with everything I had did you have any like um, type of vice that way I'm wondering because you always seemed like you mm, had a head on your shoulders (laughs) um (laughs) not particularly I don't have a very addictive personality god what a blessing yeah yeah (laughs) it really is I mean like I I drink and not yeah yeah, but but you don't drink because you want oblivion no no you drink because you that's a normal thing to do with your friends exactly yes 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 okay um (laughs) thank you yeah so no i don't really didn't really have any vices in that way i think what i was doing was just really shutting off and then giving too much to other people to not have to deal with okay so you weren't practicing the form of self 
care exactly that uh, that involves boundaries. I yeah I I wasn't setting... able to recognize any boundaries for myself. Now are we and then talking not about to emotional myself. boundaries between people or emotional like... boundaries, physical boundaries, and a lot uh-huh. of friendship boundaries, like a lot of which is unfortunate because once you decide to leave yourself vulnerable mm-hmm. to somebody you trust and love, yeah, and that vulnerability is disrespected, yeah, it's fucking <laughs> traumatizing. It's and well, that's a big part of it then too is when you start healing and learning how to set those boundaries or you are feeling disrespected or attacked or whatever by people that you trust and are open with in that way that just exacerbates the initial trauma and actually the two can start to become linked like one can associate the other yeah one will start to trigger the other yeah one can and i found that out actually in somatic experiencing therapy i was on the table talking about a situation and i was like and then this thing is happening and it's making me feel this way. I had both hands up. You can't see me because it's a podcast. Yeah, yeah whatever. I, but it looks like I'm holding two things and yeah, yeah, yeah. My therapist was like, "Do you notice how the how close your two hands are and connected these two things are? These are two different experiences that have become associated because one person is not respecting your boundaries surrounding this other <sighs> experience." And she's like, "What happens if we just take a breath?" And you release, like, you move your hands apart as if uh-huh. separating them. And it was like, like oh, the giantest wave of energy. And, like, I'm pretty sure I burst into tears. For and, sure. like, yeah. separated my hands. And I was like, oh, my God, I can deal with these two things separately. They don't have to be insurmountable put together. And it was like that with a lot of, I realized, yeah. a lot of similar trauma sort of building up, building up, uh-huh. building up into this one big That's giant fucking thing. beautiful, man. Yeah, it that's was very a cool. that's a beautiful breakthrough. Yeah, what a what a trip to have. Like, yeah, I would never know if she hadn't been would, paying attention to you, to me physically. That's it, and yeah. y- you can't get that out of talk therapy. I think this no. isn't a commercial for somatic experiencing, no, by the way. But it's a great you know? thing to but try if that, you are looking for something else. I, absolutely, mm-hmm. holy shit, that's cool, dude. Yeah, I can only like because me with the talk therapy thing when I would leave myself vulnerable and and like get my heart broken by like a friend or yeah. a relative. It would be something like, okay, so now I don't trust my own judgment of people. Yeah. I don't trust my own direction of behavior. Mm-hmm. And I don't trust happiness anymore. Yeah, like, I don't exactly. trust the happy feeling. So I would. And now I can't let anybody into that yeah. because I'm so protective or I have to be protective of my heart. And that's a big thing that comes with PTSD or dealing with any type of trauma that people don't really talk about so much is like the loss and sense of betrayal that comes with it. Yeah. Just because people know you a certain way and uh-huh. interact with you a certain way. And if you have not had a certain amount of boundaries or whatever for your whole relationship, it can be really jarring. I think uh-huh. for people, to, when you start setting boundaries, that or... Yeah, because just, it is just, a type of power that you have in yourself that you yeah. don't allow yourself to have because you've given it to the other person. Exactly. That or they don't know how to deal with your trauma. Trauma is scary and messy and... Uh, emotional you know yeah, and it can yeah, yeah. come up in ways that you don't know and sometimes it can feel really selfish to the other person totally so there you feel like i really need you right now and then they're when they can't be there you feel that sense of betrayal and that's not saying that the other person is necessarily betraying you or leaving no, you no, it no. Can, and however the situation is sometimes uh-huh. they are sometimes they aren't but there can really be that feeling so then there's a lot of isolation and loneliness which just exacerbates those feelings yeah so I had That's, a breakthrough yeah. today in therapy oh. because of this shit. 
that you're talking about, sort mm-hmm. of. I realized that up until I started this fucking podcast, yeah, I was living my life making decisions based on negative things. Mm-hmm. So it's like something happened, this person didn't like that, okay, I'm going to do this now. Right. Okay, this didn't go well. Okay, so now I'm going to change. Instead it's of not focusing doing on the positive. It on, yeah, I'm not doing it to improve my life. I'm doing it to get away from the bad things. Instead of being like, this Instead thing of doing was positive, like, I'm going to continue in this direction. Yeah, or, it would be yeah. like, that's the wrong way to go. That's yeah. the wrong way to go. And then if you're constantly living in that loop of wrong way to go, wrong way to go, wrong way to go. Yeah. Holy shit, dude. I, mm-hmm. You become... It was feeding my persistent you're depressiveness. You're so negative, so unhappy. And then you give that to other people too. And yeah. It's really easy to sort of get lost in that trauma and how do how do you deal with it? How do you start to heal from it? Yeah. It's the only thing that you can do on your own. Uh-huh. But yeah, it can be too much for people. Absolutely. Oh yeah, it's hard to because I lived, you know what the I, moment, on the flip side. Yeah. Sorry, I lived with somebody that had chronic PTSD for years, and it was just like by association, you start to feel yeah, that you way. Get it. You know exactly. You get it. You catch it. You catch feelings. Yeah, and you know? and you know you love them dearly, and it's like, how do I also protect myself? Yeah, and and care for them. Yeah. it's hard. Yeah, it's exactly. hard. It's no, totally. it's very very messy. But there are a lot of aspects that we don't talk about it that are very normal things to feel. Yeah, yeah. Totally. And if somebody was like, hey, this is already a super shitty thing that you're dealing with, and a super shitty thing before that happened to you, these are some other really shitty feelings that you're probably gonna feel because of all these things, uh-huh. and also feeling or healing rather feels kind of shitty too until you get to the other side of it so yeah it's gonna suck for a while from yeah. here on out yeah but then it'll get better yeah exactly as long as it's, <laughs> it's gonna suck you, but you have to out. you yeah. have to look at the suckiness objectively and not say like okay uh, uh let's just say a shitty example would be like you didn't pay your credit card bill yeah you have to you owe like 20 percent on it and it's like 200 dollars you don't have okay you could look at that and say this sucks this always happens to me I am going to be poor. I'm going to lose all my money. And this $200 is what the fuck. Yeah. Or you could say this sucks objectively and yeah. say, ooh, I missed a payment. Well, I guess I'm not going to have that extra $200. Yeah. That sucks. But, but money comes and goes. Yeah, that's and, it. And uh, you know, let's yeah, keep yeah, yeah. on moving. Right? Yeah. So you look at it in, a, in that like objectively sucky. Yeah. And it's, it's hard to do because a lot of the times you take things personally because – you are having a personal experience with everything around you. And that's where you start to read about ego and learn about ego. Mm-hmm. I thought this was super helpful. Yeah. Was to be like, this is the ego part of me that is feeling like I'm victimized. And, you know, like these things yeah. are valid and they did happen, but how can I look and have that awareness to be outside of it and be like, yeah. this is how I'm feeling, this is how I nurture this part of me, but also... It's not all about me. No, it's true. Yeah. Totally. And what's fucked up about ego is like when you're so dissociated uh, or, you know, unfamiliar with the term, the definition mm-hmm. with it and you don't know what it is, you think that's what it, – it's basically when people say like this is what I'm supposed to be like. This is what I yeah. want to do. This is what I'm like. This is my idea of myself. What's all of your – you how to you identify and the things that you hold on to and that you can feel like you're losing your identity. You can feel yeah. like – I've been trying right now. How do how do you describe yourself when people are like, "Who are you? Tell me about Literally yourself." Literally, when I like at the beginning, like, of the oh, but that's like, okay. So yeah, but, but go on. But and sometimes we love to identify people as like their job, what they do, who they're with, whatever. How do you describe yourself without all of those things? 
I could be like, hey, you could call me kind and warm and yeah. like, what, bubbly, whatever. You you know, you could yeah. think of all of these different things about you that you would never describe yourself as. And that can sort of make you into less of whatever that identity is that you set for yeah, yourself, exactly. right? Like, it's true. Because when, when, like, let's say I'm setting up my website. Yeah. It literally says, like, actor, Chris Cavanagh. Same. Yeah. Right? But then when I think about it, I'm like, Who are you? when are you somebody asks like, me, like, if I'm in public or I'm meeting somebody for the yeah. first time, they're like, oh, Chris, so what do you do for work? I'll be like, I'm a waiter. Mm. And then sometimes I'm lucky enough to act. And then yeah. all that shit is my ego. But so, Chris, what do you do? Well, you know, I feel shitty sometimes. and uh, I'm a father of two I try kids. To make it. Yeah, but is yeah. that not no, ego? That's a, a fact. It's still a role, though. It no, is. No, being a father is still a role. It's true. So it's, it's still thing. ego. And these are exactly, but, the, but if it's I were so to say, hard to I'm the best it. dad, yeah. then that's ego. Or it, I'm the worst dad, then that's ego. I but think, if I am a dad, that's not ego because that's just a fact. And it's a part of who you are. I'm not sure. We'll have to call I'm Oprah. I'm so <laughs> fucking proud of being a dad, though. That's so lovely. But what's really hard about parenting yeah. is literally what we're talking about ego. Mm-hmm. Dr. Shafali, and I've mentioned her name last time I had an interview podcast. Okay. She has a whole book about separating your ego from your parenting. Right. And it's fucking beautiful, that man. Makes sense. It's so hard though. Yeah. Because a lot of the, 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 the stuff my kids do invoke something about my childhood and then I try to like enforce my childhood onto them. Right. And like be like, You're not supposed to have it this way, you have to have it the way I think you should have it. As opposed to uh, kind of like child led exploration of life Mm -hmm. which is like they kind of say they they don't call the shots because nobody's in control Mm -hmm. it's a team effort and let me tell you (laughs) being on the same team as a two-year-old and a four-year-old it's hard as shit. Yeah. But it could be so much fun. Because, I mean, you look know, at the back of your computer. Yeah, but the back of my computer is covered in Halloween stickers because, <laughs> you know. cute. It, but you know what? It's not, see, and here's my boundary. Okay. Okay? It's not the back of my actual computer. It's the case I put on right. the computer. Right? Give your boundaries Boom. to those kids. Boom. <laughs> Boom. I'm working on myself. Amazing. Yeah, right? Okay. I, you know what's so funny? I drove over here and I was like, okay, I'm going to try not to talk about being a dad. That's okay. But I can't. I can't. It's like the greatest joy. That's so, so lovely. Oh, thank you. It's not uh, something I thought, because the greatest joy for me used to be like partying. <laughs> I remember. Oh I'm so sorry if oh I was Oh my God, ever no, you were, you. you were never actually, you were uh, never ever mean to me. Yeah. You know what's so funny? I had developed this series that I was trying to sell to HBO called Echo Boomers. Yes, I remember. And I still think it's a fucking amazing idea. Yeah. And, you know, I, I actually entered that script into a writing competition recently. Just to see yeah. what the fuck would happen. Haven't heard shit back yet because the contest isn't closed yet. Little did I know I entered the early bird and it's like a six <laughs> month application process. But whatever, we'll wait to see what happens. And you're in Echo Boomers. You are in that fucking show. I am dancing, you're dancing. at a club, waiting outside at club. Dude, yeah. it's so amazing to see you so much younger. We can watch it after if you want a oh little my God, clip I would of it because it's really to. funny. It's like it's like looking into the past. And at that point too, I was I was a year sober and I had yeah. been I had been like on one, you know? Yeah. Dude, it was just like a blast from the past seeing you as I remember you. With like a drink in your head dancing, I'm like, holy shit, that that's was... Kaylee. Is that Kaylee? Yes yeah. it is. <laughs> Anyways, and like super funny. I just got a notification from my phone that says Mercury retrograde is officially over. Oh good. So we could all take smiley. a shit now. That's that's, no, that's not what funny that means. at all. What does that mean? What is Mercury retrograde over? <laughs> What is it? You have to explain this. Great. Guys, I don't know much about Zodiacs, but... I'm going to give an astrology seminar, my favorite thing. Mercury in retrograde is just it's spinning backwards, so it affects... The planet spins backwards? (laughs) 
<laughs> Mercury changes direction well, on its all, axis and spins backwards? Do. Okay, I'm going to fact check this because I don't want to sound like an idiot. No, I sound like an idiot if I don't know what I'm... Because if I am to believe gravity and physics as I know so it... So Mercury retrograde is when the planet nearest the sun is retrograde. So it appears to move backwards, east to west rather than west to east. So the apparent reversal in the Mercury's orbit is actually just an illusion, but that's what it looks like it's doing. Oh, okay. That's why I said it goes backwards. Yeah, that made me fucking shit my pants right there. <laughs> yeah. Can you imagine like, the oh, this planet's just deciding to switch directions again. I'm yeah. like, no wonder why people freak out about this. But it does affect, because Mercury is the ruling planet of like communication and... <laughs> yes, this is news to me. But so communications, plans, public transit, that kind of stuff kind of goes haywire during the planet being in retrograde. And, and how long is it in retrograde for? It happens, it feels like every other week, but it's, you, it's been posts. Halloween to November 20th. So it's Oh, that's now. a long time. Yeah, and so you're supposed to get like texts from your ex and like, or don't text your oh, ex it's during like, that time. What it, the fuck? It's like a... And because it, it's, it's going backwards. <laughs> yeah, it like brings up stuff from the past. And, that's so interesting. Yeah, and you can feel kind of like sluggish and like, um, hazy about stuff. And... Okay, now, here's my question. Mm -hmm. Is there a case where Mercury being in retrograde is good for you? Yeah. Like, uh, it depends. I've been, there, I've been given, I, I have all these astrology apps on my phone, so amazing. I get little readings. And some of them are like, this will be a little bit difficult for you, but it's actually a time of change and transformation. And so once you come out of this, it'll actually be a really positive time for you. Yeah, okay. Yeah. Okay, that's interesting. Yeah, because a lot of people... Are just like, well, fuck this. Nobody likes change, but everybody's got to do it at some exactly. point. Exactly. You know what I mean? And that's what's so funny. And, uh, you know, t taking these steps with therapy and stuff like that recently, I've just been so much more mindful of that. And just being like, oh, yeah, it is uncomfortable to yeah. put a boundary up or yeah. to try and fight for what I want. Yeah. It's also difficult to meditate sometimes and be introspective and yeah. be like, this feels not great, but sitting in it is not going to kill me. You know, yeah, exactly. I'm just sitting in an emotion well, and feeling it, and then you uh -huh. can. Well, the thing it. is, like, uh, I think it's the Dalai Lama. He says, like, uh, we welcome. We have, you have so much to fact check. <laughs> yeah, no, but I think I think it's the Dalai Lama. I feel like it is. He goes, when you have anxiety or fear, try something different and welcome it. Mm -hmm. And I'm paraphrasing the shit out of this guy because he doesn't speak. But he doesn't speak. He doesn't yet. speak like me. <laughs> yeah. Uh, but yeah, welcome the anxiety. Yeah. And I've been trying to do that. Like how you use nerves for acting. How to like use nerves before yeah. you go on stage. Let it fuel you. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And you just, you welcome it. And then it's like, hello, financial anxiety, little friend. How, how you doing how today, cutie? How can I be cutie? grateful? Yeah. yeah. Hey, 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 little guy. <laughs> what are you doing there? Hey. <laughs> oh, there what are you, just a little thousand dollars, I owe? Whatever. It's okay. You scoot along now. Yeah. And, I'm, and I immediately am just like, this is so ridiculous. Because in my head, it's a scene of me like, it looks like schoolhouse rock and there's like a bill coming up and there's me like, get along there, bud. <laughs> but it worked. Yeah. And I was like, holy shit. And it's so stupid to be a 30 year old man and be like, I think this Dalai Lama knows what he's talking about. <laughs> you had to you get know? there on your own. <laughs> I had to get there. Like there's a reason he's on the world stage yeah. in the position he's in. Yeah. But <laughs> but I had to validate it for myself. I had to fact check this guy, make sure it, it took made a Facebook sense. video. <laughs> You know, yeah. coming popping up and saying the Dalai Lama saying this, and then you're like, Whoa. and then I'm like, whoa, hey, this guy knows this what he's talking legit. about. Yeah, who have you heard of this guy? And <laughs> he looks good him. in orange. <laughs> God. Yeah. 
Oh, I had to, I had another point and then it left me because I was laughing about the Dalai Lama. Why'd you talk about the Dalai Lama? Uh, because change. he's telling you to uh, welcome your... Uh... Welcome change. Oh, gratitude. Gratitude. Yes, gratitude. Another way of sort of shifting your mindset around uncomfortable feelings and that kind of thing is... Uh, how can I be grateful for this? I'm grateful because this is going to make me look at something a different way. It's going to make me change. Uh-huh. And that's so important. Or this is a catalyst for growth. And so I am actually finding gratitude in this thing that feels kind of shitty. Uh-huh. That's a way that I'm trying to work okay, on things right now. I totally agree with you because it's so hard to look at your existence uh-huh. and be at ease with your perception of it. Yeah. Right? And in order to grow, you have to change your perception mm-hmm. of your existence. And it's so hard to do because it's like, you kind of want to be like, I can't believe I used to think that way. But now I can be grateful for the way I think. Yeah. And, and I can be grateful for that me as well because that made me get to where I am now. Right. Had I not felt bad or thought that or done that. I read this really great New York Times article. Fact check. Um <laughs> <laughs> Just about this woman talking about how her most devastating breakups are her like greatest triumphs and how she actually really embraces them because it's just, it breaks you down so much and really shatters who you think that you are and your identity when it's really serious, loving relationship, right? And you, we find a lot of identity in our roles as a partner and in the person that we're with. So it makes you change. And she was like, each time, you know, I gave myself a couple of days of just being so, so, so devastated and just sitting in that. And then I was like, okay, this is the time where I'm grateful that this is happening because I know I'm going to be so much better off because I will have changed for myself. And she was like, I started to embrace them after, of course, going through the shitty shitty part of it. And she was like, so every time it happens to me now, I've found a way to sort of embrace it. Wow. Yeah. That's interesting. Mm-hmm. But then... Because you always do come out okay. On the yeah, side, of course. Right? Of course. Because your thoughts can't hurt you. Exactly. Can't hurt any thoughts. No. But what's crazy is like at that point, I would be worried that I was chasing a broken heart because okay, it, yeah. it makes me a better person. But that's an illogical thought. That is just like straight yeah. up my immediate thought coming out of my mouth. I think also in my explanation, I made it seem like she was doing it all the time. No, 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 no. I think it was clear that it was you know, you just have once a, or twice. Like your first or second really devastating heartbreak. You're living with somebody, and that's your home yeah, and your person. You change your fucking entire life. Exactly, and and it's sometimes you don't have a say in the matter yeah. at all, or you're blindsided, or you know you really work. On something and things just fall apart and there's yeah. nothing you can do about it no exactly so it's not a change that you were ready for yeah. and it's completely it's normal that yeah. after something like that it is whether or not people want to inflate this word or not but it is traumatic yeah and it's a loss yeah and there's every single person in the world thinks about that once this tragedy happens in your life you think about it over and over again that's a yeah. normal human reaction yeah what's not normal is 18 years later you're sitting there and you're c- blaming the guy who just cut you off in traffic on your fucking breakup that you had 20 years ago. Yeah. Yep. And that's why all the young people in therapy right now are doing the right thing because they they're getting that shit out. Yeah, then, they're learning how to process. Yeah. They're not bottling it up forever. And well, no, I, I just feel like saying, okay, boomer, right now. You know, <laughs> yeah. that's so mean. But like, it's true though. Yeah. Yeah. It, yeah, yeah. It, it, the way that we approached as a society mental health. 15 years ago, 25 years ago. Bro, it's so, so different. different it's that. so different. So I'm sitting here on your beautiful vintage couch, picking up little pieces of Oreos. Oh, no, it's dirt from a plant that fell. Because 
see, I had all of my plants on here and all the candles created a tribal council from Survivor setting in this corner for a photo. Oh, I, I'm digging it. Yeah, so that's why it's not Oreos, it's dirt from Tribal Council. I'm glad I didn't try to eat it. Because you know what I like to do? I like to go over to people's houses, find crumbs in their furniture, and fill on up. Thanks for the snack, mate. See you later. You're welcome. I don't know if that's worse. It's dirt or Oreos. Oh, shit. Okay, so we should wrap this up. All right, so, Kaylee. Yeah. What is your, your next move? What's the next Kaylee move that uh, we can be on the lookout for? In terms of work? Your life, man. In terms <laughs> of your life. What is the next move? I'm trying to not identify myself with my work. Right? Um, We've just done all this beautiful talk about I ego know. and shit. Now we're, but you You're can. Like, okay, so what's coming up? Um, I'm working on... Okay, I'm going to preface it with... I've had a really cool creative, productive week. I was away last week and I'm back and I got to work with so many people that I love and just got to be wowed over and over and over again by how fucking creative and like talented and amazing they are. And it's so fun to get to be reminded of that. So what's next for me is working on these two projects this weekend Uh with all of these great people. And these are short films? We have two short films and then in... Late February, March, I'm touring my wedding show. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. yeah that's yeah, sick. Joan Mary's wedding. Yeah. Um, For those of you who don't know, I think it's literally like the show where you buy a ticket to go to a wedding. It's a and, big Italian wedding. And it's, it's like you're theater, being... And I'm the bride. And yeah, and it's, it's like you're at a wedding. Yeah. It's like participation theater. Yeah, we drink it's and amazing. dance and it's that's a great time. That's fucking brilliant. And I don't do well with these questions. I'm always like... Oh, it's fine. I, I answer a couple of things and I'm like, wait, oh, right. All these things that I'm also doing that I yeah, forgot yeah. to talk about. But yeah, just doing that and preparing for winter and learning how to read tarot cards better. I'm Dope. giving giving stick and poke tattoos. Yeah, I wanted one. Oh, we yes, should have done should... one while we recorded I... this. Oh. That would have been dope. No, we would have been laughing and shit, and like you would have stabbed me, <laughs> acupuncture style with a big yeah. butcher knife. <laughs> big knife. Like how I thought they were done. No, that's not how I thought. Um. Yeah. Just just finding different ways to be creative and find ways to have control of my creativity because like the conversation we had before we filmed uh-huh. being an actor yeah in general is hard it's hard to not have that creative control in a lot of ways so yeah just working with and collaborating with people that i love that i think are super talented make each other better so working on fun projects so. fuck yeah more power to you and thank your crew you. yeah i you. often see you i gather inspiration <laughs> from it you make these posts on instagram about the met gala oh my and celebrities God, i'm gonna continue doing those yes, yes keep doing them i love them and i don't even know shit about fashion and i'm just like this is dope <laughs> i mean it doesn't look like i do either <laughs> yeah it posts, does you yeah they're yeah those are you know what that's my career change what's next for me i'm gonna start making memes and About, become Instagram famous. Yeah, do it. Why not? You can sell your fucking ad space and exactly. That's make how, some money. That's how people make money, right? Yeah, Instagram. that's true. That's, that's true. That's going to be my side gig. Good, acting. good. <laughs> yeah, I, I, I like to do a lot of um, like activism and good. advocacy. I'm yeah, on the, um, the Actor Women's Committee as oh, well. Oh, good. So we have some projects. Sick. For that and equality and inclusivity and yeah all, all of that i know you know what's so funny stuff. is i see those things posted on the internet with like diversity and stuff mm-hmm. and i feel like i'm not allowed to go because i'm a white guy is, no, everybody, is that like a wrong fucking feeling that i have I, no absolutely everybody is invited and 
I think it'd be really beneficial to have all different types of people oh, okay. listening and stuff. Okay, that's yeah. interesting. Okay, so so if yeah. you're out there and you're like me and you're a white guy and you you think you're not allowed to go to like a diversity inclusive meeting, no. message who's in control of it first and be like, hey, is it okay if I come? Because I really want to educate myself and yeah, I want to totally. do better and also... Yeah. I want to be able to advocate for everybody as well, right? Yeah, exactly. You don't want to be... It, fucking... it, the emotional labor shouldn't just be on the people experiencing... No, no. Everybody needs to fucking hold hands justice. and fucking make this shit happen. Exactly. Yeah, I agree. So so if I am uh, listening to the podcast and I'm like, fuck, Kaylee is fucking cool, where can I follow her? What do they do? They can go to Instagram, at Kaylee.Schwinier. Oh, beautiful. Yeah, it's my name. Right. <laughs> <laughs> Or you can follow me on CoStar. What's yeah, CoStar? No, I'm joking. What the fuck is that? It's, it's, our, it's an astrology app. Oh! <laughs> no wonder why it went over my head. Exactly. Oh, okay. Uh, cool. Yeah. All right. Well, thank Perfect. you so fucking much. You're dude. so welcome. That was the best fucking time. Maybe uh, we'll, we'll do a tarot reading and a tattoo after. That'd be dope. I'm sitting with a pile of like two decks of tarot cards and a bag of crystals. <laughs> <laughs> Help me. <laughs> A witch who listens to <laughs> Bell and Sebastian has kidnapped me. <laughs> it's actually the vibe right now. <laughs> the witch who listens to Bell and Sebastian. Yeah. No, but in the most lovely way. I mean, Thank that a compliment. Thank you so much for You're having so me welcome. in your space. And, yeah. and, and we we spoke and it was nice and I, I, I'm happy. Good. Okay. Thank you. Thank you. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> All right, that concludes this episode with Kaylee Schwanier. Go check her out on Instagram, especially for those Met Gala things she does in her stories. They're so hilarious. Also, if you want to follow me on Instagram, it's cheaper than therapy. No vowels except the Y at the end. And before I leave, I want to challenge you uh, this time to do one thing today, and it's to create something. Either it be a meal, a script, maybe lyrics to a song, maybe just doodle on a piece of paper. Just create something. And remind yourself how good that feels to have that control over the world. Because you br- you can bring something into this world. Whether it be tasty food. Whether it be a nice little drawing that you did. Whether it be just some kind of, some kind of tangible thing that starts out as an idea and becomes something into the real world. It's a power move to do for yourself. So please just do it. Okay. Well, good luck to you, and uh, we'll be talking soon. This has been Cheaper Than Therapy, and I'm your host, Chris Kavanagh. Cue dat music. <laughs>